And this is Sex Archie. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog can turn into a cat. Has anybody seen my tambourine? Don't pay attention to the one in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast here to talk about Chapter 61 Halloween. Written by Janine Salinas Schoenberg and directed by Aaron Feely. Ooh, Feely. He must have got made fun of a lot. <laughs> I think she. It's she? Aaron with an E. Oh, okay. So. She. I just feel like that's one of those names that, like, in high school people be, like, making fun of. Oh, yeah, for so sure. Feely. Touchy Feely. It's just dumb stuff. Is that how it was in your high school? You know, in the living room? Why? Why is that always what you go to? <laughs> and yes, because my brother just always made fun of me. <laughs> I don't know why that's surprising. Anyhow, this episode starts right where we left off last time. Uh, the mysterious VHS cassette has been brought inside and Alice starts with another classic Halloween quote. What's this? <laughs> What's this? What's this? There's magic in the air. What's this? What's this? There's white things in the There are going to be white things in the air. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to snow. We are getting four <laughs> inches of snow tonight. Fuck that. Even Alice Cooper is too young to recognize a VHS tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah you think so? Yes, we, we are in the living room of of the house. Mm-hmm. And, and we got FP. And we got Alice. And we got Charles. And we got Jughead and Betty. And jelly beans. And jelly bean. It's the whole family. This is the most jelly bean we've gotten in an episode. Yes. Not a lot of jelly bean time, but like it's split up between more than one scene. Yes. We find out that the tape Mm -hmm. is six hours of the house. Just uninterrupted footage of their home shot from across the street. And so they're like, well, what is this? Is it a prank? And they're like, well, it's a pretty elaborate one. And I'm like, not really. Someone just had a set of, of, you know, video camera out there and leave it. The the sign of a very elaborate scheme is one that involves charging batteries properly. That's how you know you're dealing with a real mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then our voiceover tells us uh, that over weeks yes. and weeks... So... The car wash was still in the warm part of September. Shame on me. This show has no plot holes here in the year <laughs> 2025. Uh, so, yes, uh, weeks go by and more videotapes uh, are delivered to people's houses. And pretty much everyone in town has gotten a videotape of their own house. This montage does imply Pop Tate lives at Pop's Chocolate Shop. It does. It does imply that as he's bringing in his morning newspaper that has a tape inside of it. Yeah. We know he doesn't live in the basement. Where does he live? He used to. Veronica kicked him out. Does he just sleep on a booth? It's the weirdest case of gentrification. He used to live in the basement and then he got squeezed out. Uh, We also learned that there are no messages that are delivered with these tapes. People just get 
the tapes. Footage of their home slash restaurant. Yes. By Halloween, everyone is on edge. Yes, we get a title card that says, One Day Till Halloween, in the Halloween film font. Yes. Naturally. Oh, yeah. So it's the day before Halloween, and uh, we uh, find out that Alice and FP have uh, continued their relationship as they they are canoodling. They're about to get mad ruddy up in there. That's beyond canoodling as far as, like, getting your breakfast waffles go. It seems that they are all living within the house. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just gotta be strange. I'm waiting for the big scene between FP and his grown adult son, Charles Smith. They were in that one scene together, but they didn't interact. It very much just bugs me. Yeah, like, I... Like, let's have a moment where you two realize... They gotta, like, talk, right? Right? They know, right? I think they know. I think so. (laughs) Everyone else knows. Right? So why did we skip the scene where, like, FP gets to meet his other son? Yeah. It's a little strange. It's a little strange. Um, I hope it's coming soon. But I'm also just waiting for the scene to happen where Betty and Jughead are getting it on and FP and Alice are getting it on and they accidentally, like, invade each other. How thin do you think the walls are? <laughs> they're, they're just literally tissue paper that someone takes one wrong step. No, no, I'm thinking, like... Invade each other, okay, my goodness. You know how, like, we, like... In this show, we uh-huh. like to have sexy time in various parts of the house. Oh, we love to have sexy time in yeah. various parts of the house. Yes, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, Betty and Jughead are there and they're like, oh, like, they're not going to be home for a while. Let's let's oh, go have some fun. Like, like in then, the like, living FP room or something. And Alice are all like, oh, the kids aren't going to be home for a while. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> and then they're all like, oh, my God, we need to stop having fun. <laughs> Yeah, Jellybean just says, no fun allowed. Jellybean walks in on it all yes. and is like, what the hell? I hate all of you. Charles transfers from the FBI to the no fun police. Yes. But yeah, so so they're they're canoodling while uh, everyone's getting breakfast. Mm-hmm. The, the plan is that Jughead is coming home for Halloween. He and Betty are going to watch movies. And Pass a- out candy to all the beggars. Yes, and, and Alice uh, thinks that they should invite, you know, their brother to yeah. hang with them. Yeah, their shared half brother. Yeah, and so they're all like, you know, oh, Halloween's bringing everyone together. It's great. And uh, Jellybean is very upset because Jughead isn't there, and Betty is upset because Polly's not there. And it's like, no, it's not the whole family. Yeah, we can't replace everyone with a new brother. <laughs> but he's so handsome and blonde. He is very blonde. Uh, so over at Thistle. Manor Hill. I can't. I can't keep these names straight right now. Thistle House. Thistle House. It's just a house. It's not yes. a manor. I don't know why it's so hard. It's been years <laughs> since Thornhill burned down. They've been in Thistle House for three seasons. I just. I feel like the name needs needs more pizzazz to it. <laughs> house is just too boring. But Tony uh, is letting Cheryl know that it is time to say goodbye to Jason, and this conversation is happening. Well, they are carving some pumpkins with Jason sitting at the table next to them. She says, you've been promising me for weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, after the end of the last episode, presumably they had uh, some sort of uh, discussion 
argument, fight, something. And it ended with Tony saying, fine, he can stay. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, and Cheryl's like, well, we I can't do that before Halloween. It's our favorite holiday. <laughs> and Tony's just like, bitch, you're going to say that about Christmas, New Year's, Easter, no. She already said it for Columbus Day. We just skipped that one over yes, the show. Yes, we did. <laughs> Tony celebrates Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you very yes. much. Uh, so Cheryl agrees that they will bury him in the family plot, but he is not going to like it. <laughs> uh, and Tony quickly says, I'll get the shovels and runs off <laughs> frolicking through the halls. Mm-hmm. So uh, back at our prep school. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's that one called? I don't know. Stonewall. Stonewall (laughs) Prep. Okay. I am sick right now. I get a pass on remembering anything tonight, okay? (laughs) You cannot judge me. I have like four different medications in me and none of them were supposed to be taken together. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Stonewall Prep. Stonewall Prep. Moose has an army recruitment flyer that laying around. That looks like it's from 1959. Yes. Um, he, he found it at a garage sale and was like, <laughs> you know, I think the army's still around. This is probably still good. I don't know. These uh, salary numbers listed in here seem pretty low, but... <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Jughead confronts him about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, you know, he, he can't give in. This is what brett wants yeah but moose is like well you know it's easy for you to say they're not calling you gargoyle boy they probably should they I probably mean, should he's got that hunched look about him <laughs> he could be a gargoyle boy he could, yeah maybe that should be their halloween costumes gargoyle boy gargoyle boy is my halloween themed cover of tarzan boy tarzan boy it's a song yeah yeah from when Never mind. The, Wait, pe- the do people I know are it? it. Do I know it? Apparently not. Should I know it? Yes. When would I have heard it? Sports game? What is it? It's a... <laughs> I want to know. Okay, so I do not know that song. <laughs> Clearly, obviously. I've we've, never heard that before. We've covered this. And that was like the most insane music video I've ever seen. Yeah, people don't like Tarzan Boy because of the video. I'm not sure people even like Tarzan Boy. It's just like the, the no. vocal hook of the I, y- yodeling. I like that music video. I want people to remake that music video. <laughs> there, there's a lot of inspiration there. But yeah, Gargoyle Boy is just that same song, but you do it in a ghost voice. So, yes, with yeah. like bat wings or yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it actually works perfectly because they can get use the same person who did uh, the Worst Witch music video. Mm-hmm. Who's probably working very cheap. It's, it's really the same type of quality effects <laughs> there, and I think it would be great. Uh, so back at uh, school. Riverdale High. Real school for real kids. Betty's walking down the hall, and then all of a sudden, she sees the Gargoyle King and the Black Hood. You know, here at school, one of the last places she saw them both. And has a moment, but then Principal Honey is yelling at them to get rid of their costumes. We've talked about this. <laughs> 
such poor taste, right? 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 Like... They are dressing as people who killed their classmates recently. In the spot where they killed their class. I'm also like, Principal Honey, expel them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is not just give me your mask. This is get out of school. It is October 1979. You ring the doorbell at the late Cheryl Tate's house and you are dressed as Charles Manson. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so we are now in the, the school... Um, Hangout area. Mm-hmm. I'm so the lounge. The, lounge. <laughs> the name you made up. I can't today. The lounge. All right. So the the main characters of the show are named Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead. Reggie has a pretty. He's he's the the hunky black haired guy. Uh-huh. His name's Reggie. Uh-huh. I think I got those. I'm not certain. <laughs> so we're in the lounge. Everyone's having a little check-in. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find out that Betty is is a little on edge. You know, we got people dressing up as serial killers. There's the videotapes. It, things aren't looking great. Mm-hmm. And Reggie comes strutting in talking about how they need to go prank the principal's office because they're seniors. Yeah. He's looking for volunteers to help him TP an office. Yes. Kevin's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I got detention for needing to pee. I don't have any subplots going on. Hey, I'll, I'll join in. Yep. Because no one cares about no Kevin. No one cares about Kevin. Uh, and then Mad Dog rushes in. Monroe. I know that's his name, but I prefer Mad Dog. Thank you. Because it's also his name. He prefers Monroe now that he's on the outside, and the subtitles agree with him. All of his lines are credited okay, to Monroe. But half the time in this episode, Archie still calls him Mad Dog. Yeah, because he's earned it. They were on the inside together. I'm on the inside with him too. I've been through all of this with him. <laughs> you you understand the epic highs and lows of high school football? No, I understand nothing about football. <laughs> I do not get it. Don't know what you're talking about. Monroe. Thank you. Almost gives away that uh, Archie beat up Dodger mm-hmm. in front of everyone, but quickly catches himself. And so uh, that that guy that beat up Dodger. Oh, oh no. Uh, but we need to worry about Dodger mm-hmm. because he, he's going to go after the kids, cause some trouble. He's causing trouble with the kids. And then Veronica proposes an idea for the community center to have a Halloween party. Why didn't you have a, a Halloween, Halloween party. party already planned? You've got one day. Throwing together a Halloween party in a day for kids is probably not that hard. Telling all of the kids that there is one and getting them to commit to it because they probably have other plans. That's the hard part. Yeah. You got to get on their schedule in advance, Archiekins. Yeah. So they decide they're going to do this. And uh, Veronica lets them know not to worry about costumes because her gal pal Katie Keene in New York can whip something up. (laughs) Wow, Riverdale writers, that was subtle. She should have just looked right at the camera and said, and you'll all get the chance to meet her in a couple months. Coming to the CW on Thursday nights. Wink. And then like the this uh, lens flare right on her wink. Or like a fucking pop-up or something, little <laughs> bubble that like has, you know, mm-hmm. starting in the spring. So uh, over at um, Stonewall. Thank you. Yep. They're, they're having a little... 
Their salon is meeting. Yeah, freaking salons. What the hell? Uh, And they were supposed to bring their favorite horror story. Their favorite horror writer. Horror writer. Uh, So we got Lovecraft from Jughead. The complete orcs of H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) He has balanced on his knee. Uh, And Brett brought the raven. Mm -hmm. And they're scolding each other for their choices. I think Donna brought a Dean Koontz novel. Yeah. 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 Um, And so then it... uh, in their little fight, uh, Brett... Neither of them thinks the other selection is particularly scary. Yes. Brett goes off about how Jughead needs to vanish. Brett defends Poe by talking about the cask of Amontillado, which, again, is not the selection he brought that day. <laughs> so maybe if that's your go-to, that should have been the one, Brett, huh? Uh, and And he talks about, you know, the horror of just disappearing one day uh and and so may maybe jughead should see what that's like and he drops a cryptic reference to the stonewall four yes what if there was a stonewall fifth uh and i feel like we're due for a vanishing bum 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 Uh, uh so then uh jughead asks his teacher mr chipping Mm -hmm. about that later uh, we find out that the four students are four students who disappeared, not at the same time, but over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just writes it off as, oh, don't worry, they just dropped out. It's it's an urban legend. It's fine. Now, is this what they mean when they say, like, oh, going to a competitive school, like you have to survive to see graduation day? Yes. Okay. It's the Hunger Games. You really earn your diploma if it's soaked in blood. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so, uh, Tony and Cheryl have just gotten done, uh, burying Jason, Mm -hmm. and, uh, Mm -hmm. Cheryl makes sure to let us know that, you know, it's not the first time she's had to bury her brother. And it won't be the last. Uh, and then suddenly, there's a really fucking creepy doll Mm -hmm. that is, is, is there. Is there, all right. Right in the center of the, the plush red velvet sofa. Yes. Center frame. Uh, in, with lovely posture, it must be said. What a polite little boy. This doll. Mm-hmm. Cheryl is like, well, it's, it's Jason's ghost. He's mad at you for making <laughs> me bury him. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. That's why there's this creepy doll here all of a sudden. Dun, dun, dun. So Tony just grabs it and takes it out to the dumpster at the end. Yes. Uh, so back at Stonewall, uh, Jughead is going through all the, you know, collections of newspapers mm-hmm. looking for the Stonewall 4 uh, when one of the other classmates, the girl, comes by with a cup of coffee and hands it to him. And all I'm thinking is, no, don't, stop. Well, you would have that reaction as a woman. Jughead is not a woman. If you didn't see them pour your drink, do not take it. <laughs> he, he does not recognize the, the danger. No, and so he drinks it and, you know, fills her all in on, you know, that he's looking for the stone wall for, uh, but then a lot of things go blurry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I need some air. And she's like, no, you need to lie down. As he collapses. But uh, before he collapses, he does talk about how he can find no mention of of any such amount of people in uh, the school paper. And he's going to check the town uh, uh, 
newspaper records next, yes. but he never gets the chance. Because he passes out. So over at uh, Pops, uh, Veronica has her eyes all covered and is all excited to open them. And when she does, we see uh, Monroe and Archie in their costumes mm-hmm. uh, from... And we have Archie as Pure Heart the Powerful. Yes. And Monroe as the Shield. Oh, darling, do you want to tell us about Pure Heart the Powerful? Did did he pop up in a lot of your your uh, childhood digest memories? Not really. I think only maybe like once. Okay. I I, I just don't think they ever they didn't pull as many from that era. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But well, you, go ahead, darling. Well, both of these are naturally pre-existing uh, Archie Comics characters. What I want to know is how Katie Keene knows uh, Jughead's nickname for Archie that he came up with in the season two premiere when they were hanging out in the uh, the hospital waiting room. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is not, not the first time Pure Heart the Powerful has, has been mentioned on the show. In the 60s, during one of the big superhero comics booms, uh, Archie wanted to get Archie the publication, the company that is, wanted to get in on that action. And so they made a, a series of, of strips with the super teens, all of our familiar Archie Comics characters as superhero alter egos. Yes. And Archie got a wide suite of generic superpowers because of his pH factor, his pure heart. Oh. While Betty was super teen and she activated her powers by twisting her, her magic ponytail. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> etc. etc. But the shield is an interesting case because the shield was the original headlining character of Pep Comics. Yeah. So in all of Archie's early appearances, if if you look up those old issues, you will see the shield on the cover. He was the who they thought was the main character until Archie's popularity as a character became so obvious and overwhelming and eclipsing. Yeah. The shield, as you might guess, is a star-spangled, patriotic-looking hero, but predates Captain America by several months. They stole the design for Captain America to make Captain America. Parallel evolution, convergent evolution, I I would say. They stole it. (laughs) But the the shield- Captain America's a thief. The shield did get there first. The shield is a much better costume. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. He looks exactly how the shield looked in those like early uh, uh, 1940s appearances, late 1930s, actually. Pure Heart the Powerful is just wearing a jumpsuit. I mean, also looks exactly like Pure Heart the Powerful. It does. It's just such a like boring (laughs) costume. (laughs) The colors, mm, not great. So vibrant and red. Mm Mm-hmm. They gave him a palette to really, like, go with Archie's red hair rather than your typical uh, primary colored hero outfit. Yeah. Which I guess sets Pure Heart apart from, you know, your, your Supermans and whatnot. I, I guess. But Superman's a much better looking costume. <laughs> not really, actually. It's really well, not good. I'm not a big fan. Uh, it depends it's, on which one. There, there's a that, lot of power in the I, small details of the Superman costume. I think of the very, like vibrant ones mm-hmm. not so good <laughs> there's a certain level of of 
color intensity that should not be had yeah. in superhero costumes. So speaking of costumes. Speaking of costumes. Um, Betty and Jellybean are uh, at the house on Halloween now. Jellybean is dressed as Rosie the Riveter. Yes. she can do it. Yes. Uh, and she is upset at Betty for not wearing a costume. But Betty is wearing a costume. She as dr- is dressed as uh, Lori. Yeah, Lori from Halloween. Yes. <laughs> She's dressed as Jamie Lee Curtis, who wears, yes. you know, clothes. Clothes. <laughs> just, just clothes. Clothes. Uh, so some trick-or-treaters come by, and Betty goes to give out candy. And uh, they are children dressed as the Black Hood and the Gargoyle King. They in know they outfits, which I love. They know they're going to the murder house, right? Yes. Like, okay. Everyone knows. Little Gargoyle King's paper mache mask is awesome. Incredible. Yes, it's amazing. But, like, just a few months ago, people were, like, egging and screaming and, and just on the lawn of this house. Okay. Probably those kids' parents. If you were a kid. Yes. And there was, like, the murderer house. Yes. You would totally go and try to get candy from it. No. Yes. No, you would, like, I wouldn't. be daring each other to do it, and then you'd go. <laughs> and your parents would be like, don't go get candy from them. And you'd be like, okay, I won't go get candy from them. <laughs> yes. Nope, 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 nope. This is what people do. Jellybean is uh, inquiring about when Jughead's going to show up, but Betty's not sure. And so she's going to go play some Minecraft. No, no, she's not. Kids in 2025 are not still playing Minecraft. They are playing Minecraft 2. Here's the thing. They could have replaced that with that other thing that kids are playing right now. Oh, what's that one called? I forgot. Okay. But there's a different thing that has replaced Minecraft. Are you thinking of Fortnite, dear? Yes. Okay. She would have gone and played Fortnite, not Minecraft. Minecraft was like three years ago. I guess this is set three years in the past, so it makes this sense. Is, no, this is Two six years? years in the future. No. Yes, it is. What? We did the math because of serial killer genes, and it makes FP's birthday work better, and it makes the, the Midnight Club work better. Okay, but originally, before we got to that, we were saying it was like 2015, uh, we, we were saying that it was contemporary with when season one premiered. Yes. Which makes it, yeah, like two years ago. Which would make Minecraft make sense. Yeah, yeah. Compared to Fortnite, which is now. <laughs> All I want <laughs> is for Jelly Bean to do the floss dance. Is that so bad? <laughs> so uh, we go back to check in on Jughead, mm-hmm. who is waking up. Uh, from his drug-induced coffee drink mm-hmm. uh, in a coffin. He's in a coffin. He's sealed up inside. And of course he, he has lights a, his Zippo. Yes, he of course has a lighter, uh, as you do, because he's familiar with being locked in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first he's like, oh, really, really, f- you know, this yeah. is funny. He's trying to play it cool and just like, you, you okay, got me, Okay, you're assholes. Yeah. And then he really starts to freak out and, mm-hmm. and just start banging on, you know, the walls of the coffin. Jughead, the answer we're looking for is, quote, for the love of God, Montressor, unquote. That is the password. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that from the book? The, the Cask of Amontillado, yeah. yes. Yeah. The, the short story. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. You should read it. It's good. Yeah. 
so what if Brett's favorite post story was Hop Frog or some something that nobody remembers? Yeah. <laughs> I remember Hop Frog. Yeah. Hop Frog's my boy. I don't. <laughs> The most I've experienced is that haunted house you made me go to. <laughs> you loved that haunted house. I did. Once I realized no one was going to jump out and touch me. Well, yeah, it was a neo-futurist art installation. It wasn't your traditional haunted house. I didn't know what to expect. There were two kinds of puppet show. There was a dance performance. There was a fake uh, police brutality event. Let's please remember, though, when one of the actors came out from behind me and was literally just saying, excuse me, please, I need to pass by, and touched my shoulder. I almost punched him. Wait, there were two dance numbers. The Pit and the Pendulum was a a strobe light dance number. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That one was great. That was one of my favorite parts. It was good. It's just I would have liked to have known all that before going in (laughs) that I didn't need to be on my guard the entire time. Go see the neo-futurists if you live in a city with one. Though they're not doing it, Burning Bluebeard's coming back. Yes, there there is another troupe that is hosting a, a Burning Bluebeard run coming up this December, and I think like one or two performances in January. No, it's not going that late this year. Oh, okay. It's my favorite play ever. Go see it. Go see Burning Bluebeard on, on the north side of Chicago. Yep. Okay, so back at the Cooper household, mm-hmm. uh, Betty gets a phone call. Still at the Cooper household. <laughs> or, no, you're right. We, we went to Stonewall. <laughs> yeah. Betty gets a phone call, and there's a lot of heavy breathing, so she hangs up, and then they call again, and it's a very deep voice. Bum, bum, bum. And he's like, no, Betty, it's me. You know who this is. I'm sorry, but my landline doesn't play the lollipop song. <laughs> And and so she blows up at them. It's a sick joke. Who do you think you are? And he's all like, well, have you checked on the children lately? Which is very strange. Have you checked on the children lately is a famous line from When a Stranger Calls. The movie about that, the call is coming from inside the house, uh, uh, Urban Legend, which you might recall was already used as the name of a season two episode. It's the one where the Black Hood starts really trying to recruit Betty, gives her the hood, starts asking for the names of sinners. It's also the episode where Nick St. Clair assaults Cheryl. And so it Uh. ends with Betty giving the hood his name. Uh. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, there's no children. (laughs) Yeah. That was my whole thing. I'm like, there's there's no children. It's a weird, like, straddles the line as a meta reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she goes and looks out the peephole at the trick-or-treaters, I guess? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was half expecting for her to open that door and there to just be a bunch of dead children. There they are. On the streets. You should have checked on them. Like, full on, like, we need to talk about Kevin, like, mm-hmm. people with arrows. Just on the streets. Yeah. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dead dad can call your house. Uh, So over at Pops, Veronica is closing up all alone on Halloween, which does not seem like a smart idea. Mm -mm. Uh, And Mm -mm. this dude comes in who's like, you know, she's all like, we're closed. And he's like, oh, I just need a cup of coffee and like a meal. I've been driving all night trying to get to my family. And she buys that bullshit. (laughs) 
and lets him in. Family's important to her, and she doesn't have one anymore. <laughs> Suck it up. So, over at the community center... El Royale Boxing Club slash Kids Joint. Is that what it's called? It's spelled with a Z. Oh, God. Help. I want it to be Archie's Clubhouse. Archie's here. Do do do. Monroe's here. No one else. <laughs> and a bunch of kids. Yeah. Hey, Jughead, where are you? Locked in a box. <laughs> I just want Mary in the background being like, I'm here too. <laughs> I'm here. Shut up, Mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know she's signing all the papers as the only illegal adult yes! in this venture. <laughs> so where is she right now? <laughs> she should be there for insurance reasons, at least. Yes, I'm pretty sure they cannot actually be housing all of those children there without someone over the age of 21. <laughs> right, to buy them the beer. Where's Sheriff Keller? <laughs> He's supposed to be working there. Where are the adults? He, he's helping his son TP the the uh, principal's office. He's just glad he's finally making some friends, you know. <laughs> I'll support you, son, with whatever you do. <laughs> what a good dad. Uh, so uh, Archie goes up to this kid, Eddie, who has a knife. Mm-hmm. And is all like, you can't have that here. And he's like, I'm going to take it from you. And he's like, okay, well, can I have it when I leave? Maybe. Maybe. I gotta figure out how teachers do this type of thing. I don't know. I'm not an adult. We're very new. There is no policy yet, but I promise we will have an open communication when that time comes. <laughs> uh, and then Dodger shows up mm-hmm. uh, and recognizes Archie. His cover was destroyed by his distinctive eyebrows. <laughs> They're very red. <laughs> and square. He yells for Eddie to come over because uh, he's all like, you know, I didn't give you the night off. We gotta go. and But then Monroe, like, kicks them out because they're on private property. Mm-hmm. And... And Dodger respects property rights. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, a man's land is his castle, so I'll just back up. <laughs> so, uh, over at Thistle House, uh, Tony and Cheryl are getting ready for their trick-or-treaters. Tony is, uh, Harley Quinn. Yes. And Cheryl is, uh, Poison Ivy. I am shocked and offended that Cheryl Blossom is not dressed for Halloween as Cheryl Blossom. Right. Missed opportunity. Uh, but, you know, they decide to have a little little sexy time, mm-hmm. but are interrupted by the baby monitors and baby cries. I'm very happy about this because there's no way they could hear the trick-or-treaters knocking through the cavernous halls of <laughs> Thistle House. Yeah. When they are in flagrante delicto. <laughs> no one's going to get those full-size Butterfingers that you know Cheryl is handing out. That's yeah. the house you go to. Yeah. That's the haunted house you go to. Like in downtown Flint, there's mm-hmm. like the really fancy houses. Those people all give out full-size shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Found that out. Hey, my dad's dead. My uncle's dead. My mom's on the run. King size this year, kids. Have at it. I, I like to think that she just buys like... Every kid gets, like, a case of King Size from, like, Sam's Club. You get a gallon of syrup. You get a gallon of syrup. (laughs) That's what it is. She's handing out syrup. (laughs) Syrup and pancake mix. (laughs) That's all it is. And Tony's like, no, can we just get them some Snickers? She's like, no. Snickers tried to buy my family's company eight years ago. 
I'll never give them the satisfaction. Uh, but yeah, so the baby's cries come in on the monitor, and they're like, well, Nana's supposed to be watching them, but they, they go check, and the twins are asleep. Uh, so Cheryl questions where the other baby monitor is, and Nana, who now has an eye patch, mm-hmm. uh, and just quite a look about her, where we are trying to figure out, is this costume, or is this just the way she looks now? She's rocking the same look, different clothes, but the same, like, aesthetic the next day. So yes. this is just what Nana Rose does now. That's just yes. baseline Nana. Uh, so Nana says, I heard him crying! Your brother! In the chapel! <laughs> Tony is so over this shit. Yes. So they go to the chapel, and there is the fucking doll in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's like, oh, JJ's mad at us. We need to have a seance to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And Tony's just like, fuck all of this. How good is the sex, Tony? Is it this good? Maybe it- you should go live with Grandpa again. Is, is it really that good? <laughs> Uh, so we go check in on Kevy and Reggie. Kevy. Kevy. Well, Ooh. I was hoping this would go a different way tonight. Kevy. <laughs> we go check in on Kevin and Reggie. Revit. Regin. No. Kedgy. 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 Kedgy, uh, Kedgy, Koo. And, uh, they are trashing Principal Honey's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gone beyond TP. There's shaving cream. There's all sorts spray of spray paint. It, it looks like they spray painted Jughead was here on the Which wall. Which is very rude because Jughead was not there. That's Reggie's idea of OPSEC. That's how he's covering his tracks. Yeah. So then uh, Principal Honey comes in. Right in the middle of their, their vandalism sesh. So rude. And uh, tells Reggie to stay and takes Kevin with him. Which seems very odd. <laughs> Divide and conquer. Uh, so back at the Cooper Jones household, Betty hears a noise and then another crash and rushes upstairs to see Jelly being knocked out. And a trickle of blood from beneath her head. Yes. But then Jelly Bean goes, gotcha. And Betty's going to kill her. These are on opposite sides of a commercial break. Yes. Yes. So. Very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but then the phone rings. And she's all like, don't you answer it. Lock the door. You stay up here. And she like <laughs> runs downstairs and answers the phone. And it's all like, I am your father. Because apparently this deep throat loves movie quotes. Yes. And it's all, you know, the phone call's coming from inside the house. And then hangs up and there's a knock at the door. And she grabs her fire poker. Mm-hmm. And she gets ready to swing. The fire poker that has been used to great effect in the past. <laughs> And she almost whacks Charles in the head. She's got a fucking plus two proficiency bonus with fire pokers. <laughs> or that was Alice, wasn't it? It's been so long. He's just trying to deliver a pizza. Yeah. We go check in. Jughead is still got a coffin and he is yeah. still heavy breathing. Anything can happen on Halloween. Dun, dun, you could dun. be buried alive. Dun, 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 dun. So we go check in on Veronica, and she's like, hey, dude, here's your food. And he's like, oh, thanks. Here, look at this picture of my family. They're beautiful little angels. I'm going to get you some pie. Uh, And then we go back to Betty, who is filling Charles in on the prank calls. And he's like, well, I can help you trace the calls. I happen to have, like, all my stuff in the back of the car, like you do. I've got a call tracing kit, you know. Of FBI, remember? He's probably living out of his car, so that makes sense. True. 
so Principal Honey is talking to Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, has been reading his files and mm-hmm. knows that Kevin has a rough year, a couple of rough years. But he's hoping to go to the NYU theater program next year. Yes. Uh, and this whole scene takes a weird turn because at first you're like, oh, he cares. And then you're like, oh, this is going to turn creepy and he's going to be like making sexual advances at Kevin. Yeah, there was there was a, a, a dramatic beat or two where it seemed like that's what was happening. And I did not like it. And, and then... But then it takes another turn. <laughs> it takes a, a, a turn away from that turn. Thank, thank goodness. And then it turns into, like, you're never going to get to go to college because of all these things that have happened, including this. Yeah, he mentions... Uh, Carrie and Heathers. Carrie, Heathers, and now this. Which, like... Are you talking about the murders, or was his directing that bad? Right? Especially because they're talking about an NYU theater program. <laughs> I'm like... You completely lost the, the dramatic uh, uh, tension. Your blocking was abysmal. I don't see how you get in. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty sure he's blaming him for the murders. <laughs> and so Kevin gives up Reggie as it being his idea mm-hmm. to try to get off the hook. And Principal Honey lets him go. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. And hit him, hit him where it hurts. I'm glad it ended that way, because I really thought it was going a different way there. Hit him where it really hurts. Bad reviews. Uh, over at the community center, uh, a bunch of people want to leave to go home. Dodger's outside, so like they're not letting the kids go, and they got to deal with Dodger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go out there to deal with him, and he flashes a gun. Pure Heart the Powerful is bulletproof. This is bullshit. Archie should just <laughs> clock him. I mean, Archie has fought a bear. <laughs> and a bear man. He's also fought many men. So, like, his his whole expertise. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. fine. How many times has Archie been shot or shot at? Like, I don't on. know. I've lost count. Uh, so, Archie calls FP, which is the first smart move he's done, uh, <laughs> to be like, hey, leaving you a voicemail. There's some stuff going on. Can you come here? Where are you, Effie? Where are the parents? Where is the second cop, maybe? Is there one? No. Not anymore. Uh, So they decide, without any, you know, adult supervision, that they got to keep the party going as long as they can. Sheriff Keller had a deputy. No, they just need one cop. That's it. But but yeah, they've decided to solve all their problems by filling these these children with more candy and soda pop all night long. So uh, back at Thistle House, uh, Cheryl and Tony and Nana Rose are doing a seance in the basement chapel around a Ouija board with the doll sitting close by. Uh, the doll is often sitting in Jason's wheelchair. Yes, because it's Jason. Yeah. So they ask, uh, is the entity inside the doll present? And, and you know, the Ouija board thing starts to move, and, and Tony's all like, Cheryl, stop it. She knows Cheryl's moving it because she knows she's not doing it, and she knows Nana Rose is definitely asleep right now. Yes. Yes. So then Cheryl asks for the name, and it goes to a J, and, uh... Tony's like, now come on, I know you're just upset that I made you bury your dead brother's corpse. (laughs) Nana is like, it's not him. It's not Jason. 
and we find out that it is Julian, Julian, who was the third baby, the triplet. Where's my praise? You need to be praising me right now. Darling, I praise you so often. You're such a good cook, and you take care of our dogs so well, and you are doing incredible things at this job you've had for the last year. I'm so proud of you. Okay, but what about the fact that I totally said triplets, triplets? I don't think it counts. I think it counts. I don't think it counts because, as we learn, the triplet isn't out there. Cheryl ate Julian in the womb. It counts. It fucking counts. There are triplets. And I think this is going down my entire path of where there are triplets in every generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's confirmation. But this explains why Cheryl is, you know, Cheryl. She's literally twice the character as everyone else. <laughs> She's double the blossom. So we also find out that uh, after uh, Cheryl uh, absorbed her tr- her triplet uh, and they were born, Penelope was devastated and got this doll and raised it with them mm-hmm. as like her surrogate baby. And uh, once they were, you know not infants anymore she threw julian in the attic that's bizarre and creepy but so are real people yes i don't know if this story is going to make it in but uh grant shared a story from his personal family history here let's skip over it and just hear elena's reaction oh that's fucking creepy oh yeah real this is just as fucked up as real people are oh that's Okay, there is a time to grieve, and then you let it go. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's like 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. No, sorry, that's the wrong song. What? We're supposed to be singing Anything Can Happen, happen on, on Halloween. Halloween. You can find out you're actually your brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a dude in one of my theater classes that totally, like... I think we were supposed to, like, do a monologue, and he didn't prepare anything, so he just went up there and, like, went crazy and told us all about how he absorbed his twin, and, like, this scar here is where my twin was. Mm-hmm. And we were all just like, okay, but you were supposed to do Shakespeare. <laughs> it, it was... It was Definitely the most extreme. It definitely topped, he topped the girl who like just came in and read from the Martha Stewart cookbook because she also did not prepare a monologue. Man, I wish I had a more interesting (laughs) college program. The stories I have about art school are weird. I had, the closest thing that's coming to mind is uh, I I had a small class that was on uh, existential psychology and one of the uh, people did their pre- uh, one of their big presentations on Death Note, mm-hmm. which doesn't me- match at all. No. That does not measure up in the least. No, I mean, this is dude. I did mine on the character of Captain Jack Harkness. So, <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Yeah, I did. The dude dies, and then he undies, and then he can't die. He's a, he's a perfect lens to look at. Yeah. Uh, how. Uh, uh, the, the terror of death shapes our outlook, and, and yes. Yeah. Or at least that's what I had to convince a bunch of people who didn't know what I was talking about, which is my secret reason for picking him as a case study. 
I could say any bullshit I wanted and they would not have a base of knowledge to correct me. This is true. It works. That's all you need to know to teach the, children. The Death Note girl was probably playing the same game, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I know what you're doing. I see you. I see you. I, I see you. You keep my secret, I keep yours. It's fine. Spirit of Julian. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, so Tony's all like, no, no, this is like some bullshit. The two of you are working together. This is just so you th- make me think that it's better for Jason to be here and we'd like go dig him up. And Cheryl's like, well, actually, I mean, that sounds like a good idea. She accepts Tony's offer graciously. And uh, they will dig up Jason and they will bury the creepy ass doll. It'll be fine. Tony, somebody else in the world, somebody else even in this county can probably hit that spot just fine. Come on, Tony, please. Took me a second to follow you. Got it. (laughs) Know what you're talking about. So uh, now it's time for uh, Principal Honey to um, make sexual advances advances at Reggie. I didn't get that vibe from the no, scene. No, this at vibe all. didn't have it. Luckily, because that was really weird. Yeah, did not like it. The the line he actually takes instead is to be like, "Hey, is this because your dad kicks your ass? Is it because you're abused by your father?" Hey, hey, that, you. Is that why you're you know a clown and you make people laugh, but really they're not laughing? With you, they're laughing a, at you. This is a fucking Pagliacci thing. Hey, shape up. Fuck you. Think about all this stuff as you go clean my office, okay? Bye. That is some, like, crazy bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, Charles and Betty are still at the house. And um, Charles is all like, you know, we haven't talked much since the farm. Mm-hmm. Oh, since I found out that, you know, threw my mother into this. He he wants to state clearly for the record that it was her idea. She wanted to do it to get Polly back and to get a big scoop. Yes. Yeah. And he's all like, you know, I, I just, I, I want to be a part of a real family. And I know it takes time. And then they get a call and it's, it's the dude again. And Betty plays his game so they can try to get yeah, uh she she starts to chat she starts talking about old family memories because the whole tension with a, a phone trace you got to keep them on the line we've yes. all watched detective shows before yes. so she's talking about you know you remember what it was like to trick or treat and how you wouldn't let us eat the r- apples because you were afraid of razor blades and i'm like how the hell do you get a razor blade in an apple without noticing you have to remember that this is Alice Cooper's family. Also, cut the apple. So she also thought that every gummy was laced with THC for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she thought it was all poison. I'm surprised they ate any candy. Alice is that mom. No one is wasting their drugs on children. But razor blades, those are cheap. So those are fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just cut up the apple. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's that whole, like, thing in Firefly about it. it. It's why Gina Rodriguez would cut hers with a knife, because, like, some people got their heads blown off by grenades hidden inside apples. That's exactly why you cut them. Yeah. Because yeah. this is Riverdale, so instead of razor blades, it would be grenades. Yeah. You know, she's all like, well, that's pretty, pretty funny now that that, you know, mm-hmm. was it. Famous razor blade user, the Black Hood. Yeah. Uh, and so, you always thought there were guns inside our Tootsie Rolls. Uh, and so when she knows she's had enough time, uh, she she calls him a sicko and hangs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out that the call 
was coming from Shady Grove Treatment Center. That's where Polly is. This information they could have gotten from Star 69. Yes, they could have. <laughs> Very easily. Betty has an idea. She has Charles call and ask for Polly. And when they say, who's, can I say is calling? He says, Edgar. So Polly picks up eagerly because, you know, the deprogramming is taking a while. She is so excited that Edgar is calling her and Betty's like, no, bitch, it's your sister. (laughs) Also, this place should not be allowing calls for you from anyone named Edgar. No, they shouldn't. I think we have a problem with this treatment center. Shady as hell, Oaks, more like it. Yeah. Polly goes off on her, like, how could you pretend that? It's like, well, how can you be making these phone calls? Hangs up, cuts Betty out of her life entirely, it it seems. Yes. You know, Betty's like, well, this is all pretty typical for around here, (laughs) Charles, in case you haven't caught on. It's not even a Halloween thing. It's like a Wednesday thing. It's just normal. Uh, So back at Pops, uh, Veronica is, you know, still serving this dude who is taking forever to eat. Yeah, like, this is all This night. is, like, when she is finally getting him pie. hmm And she's, like, getting it, and, like, the TV interrupts, and it's, like, special announcement. I think it's from Alice. It sounds like Alice. Like, we don't get a clear enough look of her tiny-ass tube television, but it but sounds sad. just like Alice Cooper. There's a serial killer nicknamed Family Man uh, who forces his victims to cook him meals before killing them. I don't like the idea. Who also escaped Shady Oaks. Yes, yes. But I don't like the idea that every time I enter a restaurant as a paying customer, I'm forcing them to serve me a meal. (laughs) I feel like shit now. Thanks, Riverdale. (laughs) And so Veronica takes a few steps and this dude's face changes. Very Mm -hmm. creepy. Yes. Very creepy. And she runs for the basement. Because her second business is her first business's panic room. Yes. In, in a pinch. Yes. Uh, she runs down there as he's banging on the door, and she pours a lot of booze in a big glass. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's going to make a fishbowl. She's getting ready for that bachelorette party that's got Le Bonnui booked for the weekend. Yes. Yeah. And she turns off all the lights, and the guy comes in, uh, and of course, because it's dark, he, he pulls out his lighter, because everyone has lighters. And I'm just wondering how Veronica is going to solve this problem with a musical number. <laughs> well, it, we'll have to wait and come back and find out. It's what Le Bonnui is for. Uh, or no, we don't have to come back. It's right now. Uh, <laughs> so Veronica is standing on top of the bar and just chucks this container of booze at him. Mm-hmm. And he catches on fucking fire. <laughs> Hell and, yeah. She got that 151 behind the bar, baby. And she just runs out as this dude is burning to death (laughs) in the basement. (laughs) What the hell? Anything can happen on Halloween. You could burn a man alive. Dun, 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 dun. And FP just thought he could turn off his phone, get caught up on paperwork. (laughs) What the hell? Uh, So over at the, the center... Uh, they're on lockdown, and FP uh, calls. He's finally, like, there. Uh, but they notice that Eddie's gone. And then there's gunfire, and we rush outside, and Eddie's been shot, and FP's calling for an ambulance. And he's like, this is why I had my phone on mute. <laughs> Didn't have to get involved in this stuff. 
Poor Eddie. Just want a vacation. Poor, poor Eddie. Back at uh, the Cooper household, mm-hmm. uh, Charles is telling Betty about how he would, she would make an excellent candidate for the junior FBI training program. And she's like, is that a real thing? He says, yes, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Uh, he really wants her to consider it. Uh, and then we cut to the day after Halloween. Reggie has cleaned up the office. Mm-hmm. It is early in the morning. Uh, Principal Honey's like, looks good. Let's walk out together. And as they get out to the parking lot, uh, Reggie's car, Bella, is completely trashed. And Mr. Honey does the whole, like, flat Willy Wonka affect. Like, oh, no, that's terrible. It sucks when someone destroys your property. Yeah. Yeah. So over uh, at Thistle House, uh, Cheryl is having a great time combing out Jason's hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's just talking about how you're home, you know, for good, all is right with the world. And Tony is like, bullshit, bitch. <laughs> uh, and Jughead is still in a box. <laughs> yeah, I love that Jughead's, like, subplot. The, the best part is the one time we cut to him and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Like, we, we just chart his increasing distress, yes. sure, but, like... Nothing changes. There's no dramatic action in the middle time. But now we're back to him, and things finally change. Uh, And and dirt starts coming in, and he's like, oh no, I'm being buried alive. But then he wakes up, and he's in the coffin, but not being buried. But he hears noises, so he starts yelling for help, and uh, Mr. Chippings lets him out. And we find he emerges into the common room where they hold their salons. That means that means that Brett and Co. carried a filthy, dirty wooden box through the hallways, through the whole school, placed it there with put an unconscious body in it, nailed it shut, bang, 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 echoing through. No one said a goddamn word. Nope. Uh, Chippings is all like, oh, yeah, my students get extra creative at Halloween. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? That's the sound of being fired. That's what it should be. And Jughead's all like, did you know about it? He's like, no. Bullshit. You knew. You fucking knew. I do not trust you. Never trust Mr. Chipping. Never trust Mr. Chipping. Uh, And so, yeah, all of them are just there waiting His for him. Fucking like, Richard Spencer haircut. Don't trust Mr. Chipping. He fucking look like him. Yes. Uh... So all, all the rest of them are like, oh, it was just a little bit of Halloween fun. Was it too far? Maybe you should just leave. Jughead's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, no, not doing that. It's fine. I'm going to stay in this school that apparently only has English class. Meh. Why stay? It's a terrible school. <laughs> At the hospital, Archie's all like, Eddie, how you feeling? Like I got shot. Eddie's a to-the-point kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so Archie's trying to, you know, pep talk him, you know, you're lucky, you don't you don't want to go down this route. And he's all like, what am I going to do? I either got to <laughs> go with them mm-hmm. or I have to hide from them. I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I don't have a place to go. What happens when the center closes at 10, huh, Archie? Yeah. What then? Uh, and so Archie, like... Is thinking about this and apparently thinking about this a lot as he and Veronica have some sexy time. 
And they, we find out... We just see them holding each other in full silk pajamas. And so we we have... Veronica has survived her serial killer. Yes, and Archie's very proud of her. You know, Pure Heart is helping the children. Mm-hmm. But we have, we have trouble. We have trouble right here. In Riverdale in, City. Yes. With a capital T, and that rhymes with D, and that stands for Dodger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to clean up the streets, and we're going to fight crime as Archie stands in front of the mirror where his superhero mm-hmm. outfit is hanging, <laughs> looking at himself and thinking. Veronica's like, oh, don't tell me you're going to fight crime in those tights. No, I'm going to need a mask. <laughs> My boy. I mean, Arrow is ending soon, so... So I'm assuming he wants to fight crime in just a mask. Hell yeah. Pantsless. The dangling wonder. That's that's how he's going to be so successful. Everyone's just going to run away. It worked for Alexander the Great. He'll just kind of, like, whip it back and forth a lot. That's how he scared away the the bear. Intimidation. Lead with his hips and, like, swish it around. And everyone's like, uh Yes, yes. The the only bow-legged superhero. <laughs> He's gonna walk like Charlie Chaplin just so you get a real yes, eye full. Yes, yes. And it's just like the cane. <laughs> With a mask mm-hmm. and the shirt. They'll never recognize him. Imagine the lineups. Ma- <laughs> Ma'am, would you like to identify the assailant? Can can they all drop their pants? <laughs> Wait, that was a Saturday Night Live sketch during the Clinton uh, uh, impeachment. Yes, it was. It was. That was. The drop your pants. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So back at uh, Thistle House, uh, Tony comes out of the shower with the doll mm-hmm. and starts uh, yelling at Cheryl about, like, why the hell did you put this out there? Why mm-hmm. are you still messing with me? And Cheryl's like, no, I, I didn't do anything with that doll. This mm-hmm. was not me this time. She's like, but we buried it and that's when nana comes in is it's julian the haunting of this house has only begun except i think cheryl says Cheryl's that says but that i prefer that nana says it yeah <laughs> yes but in this scene cheryl admits like she says quote yes i was gaslighting you before tony get out yeah get out you're being manipulated. You, she is literally admitting to to relationship abuse. Yeah. Do you need a place to stay? Because uh, the Cooper house has an empty bed lately. They've got this whole full house thing going on. You could fit. Yeah. Do you just need to be in a relationship? Because Sweet Pea's single. He's nice. Where is Sweet Pea? We haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> Fang, Fangs is getting deprogrammed. So yeah, where's Sweet Pea? And yes, if it comes down to it, go through Cheryl's receipts. Find where she bought her strap-on. You can just get your own. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so back at uh, Stonewall, uh, Dragonhead goes to his room, and Moose is gone. His stuff is all gone. There, There's Scrubbed nothing there. clean. Kind of the story of all this through... Uh, Jughead and Betty having, like, phone calls with each other mm-hmm. on their, laying on their beds, talking Aww, on their cell phones. Memories. Uh, memories. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they get much better signal than we did. <laughs> you know, Jughead's like, it's, you know, there's no trace of him. It's like he completely vanished. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and Betty's like, well, maybe he did just join the army. 
You said he wanted to. And take all of his stuff off the walls and all of his bedding and everything and not say goodbye. Yeah. You know, maybe. Well, you were locked in a coffin for like a day and a half. He was trying to find you to say goodbye. He just couldn't. Uh, and so they, they have a lot of back and forth about how they both felt guilty they couldn't be there for each other, mm-hmm. but how they were thinking of each other, and that's what got them through. And they also talk about their half-brother, Charles. Yes. Uh, who is fucking listening. He's tapped into this conversation, listening on his big old cans. And, and, and as Betty talks about how, you know, maybe there is something to him, you know, he was there for her and, and maybe this could be a familial relationship. He gets a, a happy little smile, like not sinister, like the situation makes it sinister. But in another context, it'd be like, oh, my sister does like me. I'm yeah. so happy. And, and so as they, you know, are continuing to talk about their guilt, you know, Jughead's like... You know, you were the thing that got me through, and and I know if I ever went missing, you would find me. And then we cut Yet to the coroner. Flash forward. FP and Betty have been brought in to identify a body. And they we, pull back the sheet, and it and is Jughead. It is undeniably Jughead. Yes. He's not wearing the hat, so maybe it's not Jughead. Uh, and that is the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. So, darling, what did you think of chapter 61, Halloween? Anything can happen on Halloween. And anything did. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that a successful event at the El Royale is only one kid getting shot. <laughs> right? Where are the adults? Where is Mary? I... Need I need a Mary scene next week to talk about that. Right? Like, where the hell was everyone? No one was around. I don't know where they all were. Where was Pop? Why was Pop Tate not at the diner when Veronica's maybe gonna get murdered? Where's that other waitress that existed in the Goodbye Fred episode? She just goes to parades. That's it? She's not really a waitress. She's more a mascot. Oh, okay. We'll we'll see how important this is to the narrative. This seemed like like a fun spot of a holiday special, right? Like I I don't think it had a lot of drive. It seemed very contained, and they they really wanted to play with the idea of Halloween again because I don't think they're going to have another chance. My I still think this is the final unannounced season of Riverdale. I really think after today's episode that it is as well. <laughs> uh. That final scene, I was like, yep, okay. Uh, so we're going to go all out. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of, yeah, the calls coming from inside the house, a little bit of scream. We're going to do some fake scares, some real scares. We're going to, but because it's Halloween, all of the Halloween-y stuff is fake, right? The, the haunted doll is a trick to, to fuck with Tony. The trick-or-treaters are just coincidence. Okay, the serial killer thing, that was real. But <laughs> but again, that's a very Riverdale thing to be real. Here's what I want. Yeah. And what my hope is, is that yes, they were having fun with Halloween stuff, but I want it to all lead to stuff. Yeah. I want that fucking creepy ass doll mm-hmm. to be a thing. 
I want, like, let's go full on, like, passions soap opera where, like, the doll comes to life. Yeah, yeah. Or at least in, like, Cheryl's mind or something. I don't know, but I want it. Mm-hmm. L- little bit of Puppet Master going on? Yes. Yeah. How do you like the Jason Corpse makeup? Because we haven't talked about it, and I think we should. It is something. His skin is falling off of his face. Like, yes. the the actor... Uh, has such this, like, chiseled, handsome, pretty boy jaw. Yeah. Not anymore. It's just like... Yeah, it's in this, like, the state of his face. His neck is sagging out. He's gone chinless. Remember last episode, a rat chewed through him? That is true. That is true. But, like... How does he not smell? He smells. You know he smells. They're just used to it. It's one of those houses now. All the trick-or-treaters can tell. (laughs) They all smelled it. Yeah. They gotta get some Febreze. Yeah. Yes. It was fun. I liked it. Fun, I think, is the word. Enjoyable. Enjoyable is another good word. Well, darling, it is time. Yeah. To talk. Well, now that we've finished talking about that episode, let's talk about some other ways people can get these characters, this universe, into their lives. Okay. We're gonna check our sources. Okay. But before I talk about this week's book... Okay. Last week we talked about Blossom 666, yes? Yes. And I let slip the the spoiler for midway through the series that there is a triplet. Mm-hmm. That character, Julian Blossom. Ah! They use the same name. I knew it. I knew there <laughs> were triplets. But on to this week's book. Uh, it's only appropriate in my mind to talk about the recent five-issue miniseries, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Veronica Fish and Andy Fish. And while the, the two previous installments of this segment have been kind of moderate, lukewarm responses, I adore this book. This book comes with my highest recommendation. I want people to go find it. Go support your local comic shop. Go to a bookstore. Find it through a digital service, maybe. Just read this book. It's so good. People have asked me before whether uh, this is more like Chilling Adventures, the show, or the comic, or the, the Melissa Joan Hart children's sitcom, and it's not. You know, I learned a really interesting thing about that. What is that? So, like, there's the movie before the sitcom? Yes. Uh, and she's almost the only character a- actor in both. So, her mom bought the rights to it. Huh. Because she wanted her to play it. <laughs> she never auditioned or anything for it. And then the movie was so popular, the TV show happened. I gotta say, that explains it all. Yeah. But, like I was saying, this is really none of the above. It, it feels more like, well, a contemporary uh, update and take on the, the 60s Sabrina strips. Yeah. Which the sitcom never really was. Yeah. <laughs> We're having fun with the dog here. <laughs> so, so the setup is what you'd expect. You know, you've got this teenage girl, Sabrina. She's trying to live... Uh, uh, the most normal life she can. She's navigating feelings. Feelings. There's cute boys. There's too many cute boys. Oh, no. Woe is Th- me. There's an angry girl who's a sister to one of the cute boys. But is she cute, too? She's pretty cute. Okay. But there's also monsters and conspiracies <gasps> oh. and magic and oh, spells boy. spinning out of control. But but the, the way the focus is held on the relatable aspects, the just feelings of stress 
and adolescence and most of all the the faces the art is all fantastic but every single face that veronica fish draws for sabrina is incredible it is five issues full of reaction images for everything you might want in the world there's so much personality and character and humor just in in uh people's physical acting mm-hmm. and that to convey physical acting in still images is something that really sets uh, great comic artists from good comic artists. Yeah. And this, it's so it's so good. Go read Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, in the spring, they've announced there will be a further five-issue series coming from the same team, and I'm so excited! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you're excited. You should read it. I should. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> I like how that I was the Archie Comics expert and that's gone out the window. I take my show seriously. Yeah. 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 But I suppose we should get back to Riverdale and that means it is time for predictions. Predictions. Darling, what's your prediction? Archie's going to take a superhero persona, a vigilante name hmm. from the Archie Comics universe. Uh, I said this earlier. I said this in season two, I think the first time. Uh huh. When I thought he would be the shield, but the shield is already taken. Yes. So I think he's going to take up the mantle of the fox. Oh. Because he's going to operate out of fox forest. Ah, and because his hair is the color of a fox. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, And they got like little masks, almost like raccoons. He's going to turn a back room or a basement of the El Royale into his bat cave. He's going to load up the jalopy with gadgets. Yeah. He's going to go all out by the time this is out of his system. Or it will last one episode. (laughs) And it'll be out of his system. Yeah. So I don't trust Charles. Yeah. I think Charles was behind the calls because he wants Betty to rely on him Mm -hmm. because he wants his family. I also wrote in my notes that I think he's behind the calls because... Charles is this generation's Killer Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another note I have is that, you know, we always talk about, like, the evils in Betty. Mm-hmm. No, it's him. Yeah, yeah. It's him. It runs in the male genes. <laughs> Even though FP's his dad. You know why? Because there's no such thing as serial killer genes. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was doing the calls. He faked the trace to, to so he could isolate Betty from Polly, cut her off from some more of her family. Yeah. So that's the thing. I was like, I don't think that call actually came from there. He may have even given Jelly Bean the idea for a fun prank to pull on his bro- to pull on her brother's girlfriend. I don't think that. I think just Jelly Bean was trying to get just some like attention from Je- Betty. Jelly Bean's just a little shit today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you never know. And this she is she just wants someone to pay attention to her, and she's been waiting for her brother to come home all week, mm-hmm. and he's not there. <laughs> Dad's out working. Where were you? Uh, <laughs> Stuck with my brother's girlfriend slash my sis in not sister in law slash stepsister. Stuck with my brother's girlfriend slash double not half sister. Yeah, yeah. But all, all of this manipulating Betty is in order to, like all the Cooper killers, try to make her one of them. Yeah. Yes. If only she was closer to her grandpa. <laughs> I think, so Jellybean stayed locked upstairs in her bedroom all night, either because Betty's a jerk and never told her it's okay to come out, 
Or because Jellybean chose to do that because she actually snuck out the window and she's running with Dodger's gang Hell and is actually yes. the one that shot Eddie. Hell yes. J- Jellybean shot Eddie in the leg. Yeah. That's why Eddie has to be out on those streets. It's love. Love? He's, He's in love with Jellybean? Yes. Even uh, though she hurts him. No, I think Jellybean's just like a little like Bill Sykes of the group. He's ordering everyone around. Stonewall Prep has a lot of government connections. They're, they're star student. His father is high up in the State Department, etc. So they have a lot of pull that they can use to make official records disappear. Mm-hmm. Moose is now an unperson. They He never existed. <sighs> yeah. Huge bribes to Mr. Mason to keep his mouth shut. So the, the Stonewall, now five, mm-hmm. disappear for government like medical testing and experiments i was gonna say that he was sold into slavery but i like your thing yeah yeah they're testing like dangerous serums on him yeah 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 oh and he's gonna turn into like a hulk and then archie has to fight him so you're saying that the the frankenmoose arc of uh the archie horror family is, yeah. is gonna come to pass yes yes i am frankenmoose was weird well, and I think that Jughead will start to uncover the these government like conspiracy things, and that's mm-hmm. how he ends up dead. Ah, I mean, yeah, I think Jughead's death question mark being tied to to Stonewall is really likely. Yeah, I think Forsyth Pendleton Jones the first's dropping out is probably uh, connected to one of the Stonewall Five. Yes. He, he heard something, he saw something, it's like, time for me to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. So Jughead dies. Yes. And Archie, Betty, and Veronica go take revenge and kill all the government officers who, like, are behind the stuff. Ah, yes. And now yes. they're burning all the evidence. Mm-hmm. The question is, whose government is it? Possibly the government of Topeka? <laughs> If we're going all Jericho here. Yeah. If anybody mentions Jennings and or Rawl, you will explode. You will die. You will die. You'll die. Ravenswood. (laughs) If anyone mentions Ravenswood, gonna lose it completely. Anyhow, that's enough about this week. Let us look to the future with what we know. Next week's episode, chapter 52, is named Witness for the Prosecution. Yeah. For the 1957 film uh, directed by Billy Wilder, uh, adapted from a play by Agatha Christie, not one of her novels, one of her stage plays. Uh, It's a courtroom drama about people presenting evidence in disguise. Uh, the, The resolution hinges on the concept of double jeopardy. And the credits ended with an announcement to the audience to not spoil the movie. Oh. Go tell, talk about this movie to your friends, but don't you dare say how it ended. Oh. Yeah. That trailer. That, so That trailer is heavily focused on one single concept. Betty and Charles hanging out together and serial killer genes and Betty having them. I swear the, they say the phrase serial killer genes at least three times in that 15 second trailer. Yeah. Betty seems to be interacting with a memory of herself as a small child. Like a nine-year-old to 11, maybe? Kevin's all like, this is getting in too intense. He's probably not talking about the serial killer genes. Probably not. Uh, Betty's looking at a lot of mug shots. Mm-hmm. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's all we got. 
It was an oddly focused trailer. Like, we really only... They usually show, here's a bunch of characters doing a bunch of things. It was very Betty-focused. Yeah. Maybe the episode will follow suit. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. Anyhow, thanks for joining us for another week of Sex Archie. Again, we will be back to talk about whatever that turns out to be in one week's time. In the meantime, we would really appreciate ratings and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you found us. Yes, you can also tell a friend. Tell a friend. Anything can happen on Halloween, including word of mouth recommendations. It's better for you than that peanut butter taffy that I'm the only person in the oh, world who likes. Oh, I hate that peanut butter taffy. Give it taffy. all to it's me. It's so gross. I judge you like I judge people who like candy corn. That waxy black paper that it's wrapped up yeah. in. Oh, yeah. It's gross. Oh, give it to me. I haven't had that in years out of respect for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it. Well, you know what? It's also like questionable treat circus peanuts yeah but nobody does circus peanuts on halloween <laughs> no because like Cause they, they just be loose yeah they don't sell them there was a couple times as a kid that i totally got like loose candy corn well trick-or-treating and don't i was like that who are these people who does that like okay people are like worried about tampering with loose candy but that's just fucking gross it's gross it's gonna get all linty in there that's, it's because it's ugh. in my pillowcase that's nasty Nasty candy. No. The good things to give out, better made potato chips in the little snack size bags. Yes. That's a great thing. Non-traditional gifts are cool. I love comics writers who just like give away their stacks of comps on Halloween. Yeah. That's fun. You know what I would do if I had more money? Hmm. Cups of Easy Mac. <laughs> Kids would love kid, it. You need some starch. You need complex carbohydrates. You gotta ride this out, kid. Yeah. Yes. They would love it. It'd be the best. Almost as good as uh, recommending people check out our show. Yeah. 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 Gosh, we have some pixie sticks over there still. Should pass out some jingle jangle tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, while you're all out hunting for Jingle Jangle and uh, Fizzle Rocks on the mean streets of any town USA, yeah, you can follow along with us on on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. Yes, you can. So with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant, and from us here at Sex Archie, I'll get the shovels. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. Please.